So welcome back to another episode of the Dude from LA podcast on today's show. Uh, we got, I, and, and you know what, I, I sometimes like uh, people to introduce themselves, you know, because, uh, oh, man, you know, <laughs> you, you, you got it, man. This is uh, Juan Samuel Parra, a.k.a. Sam Parra, owner and winemaker of Parra Wine Co. Wow, and uh, this is uh, uh, truly honored, man, to be on this podcast. I, I want to reach the Latino masses, uh, yeah. the wine lover, the wine lovers out there. Uh, and I'm sure we can go into details of the handle, uh, the handles later. But thank you for squeezing me in on your on your busy schedule, brother. Wow, man. Hey, dare I say today was one of the busiest days I've had. And uh, but thankfully, thankfully, right now it's more fun than anything else. Uh, and and first and foremost, so let's start off from from the beginning, man. I've heard I've heard your story. I love your story and how uh, you got started in the wine industry. Uh, but take me to like right away the history of your family and uh, and how you got involved in wine. No, no definitely will, man. Uh, the Parra side comes from my my paternal side of the family. My grandparents are from Michoacan. Yeah. And from a maternal side of the family, my grandparents are from Jalisco. Uh, they both uh, seek better opportunities mm-hmm. uh, out here in this great nation of ours through uh, through the Bracero program. Right. What, um, yeah. what years What years did they come over during the program? During, uh, uh, they, they, came over, they came over at the tail end of the program. Yeah. Yeah. They, they came over uh, in the in the 60s. Oh right, just yeah. because I'm I'm a I'm a bit of a history buff and yeah, that's that was one of the big, you know, things in in, in my research that I've looked up in terms of the Bracero program. Yeah, in later years it got kind of it, it got a little interesting uh, for people coming over. But uh, did they land? Did did they first show up in California? or Did they get sent other places? Were they always uh, in agriculture? They first they first landed right in Napa Valley. Oh wow. Um, and, you know, and also not to mention, too, on my on my maternal side, my grandmother was actually born in Illinois because her parents came on the early years of Bracero. But but then uh, during Depression, they actually did better to actually go back to Mexico and work on their hacienda. Uh-huh. They actually did better to go back to Mexico and work the land instead of struggling for work in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So my my grandmother was actually born in I- Illinois, but she moved back to Mexico when she was like like three, two or three years old. Man, she was really young. But anyways, um, yeah, you know they came to Napa Valley, and Napa Valley did have some vineyards going already, and definitely had you know claims of wine uh, back then. Uh, it wasn't as, it wasn't a hotspot for tourism back then yet, but it was very popular. But there was a mixture of agriculture. There were orchards of dates and walnuts and figs, and there was actually a lot of chicken farms in the valley. You know, you know. So <laughs> I feel, <clears throat> I feel that the chickens contributed a lot to the soil, man. You know. Yeah. I'm dropping a little, I'm dropping a little mierda here and there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I totally get why wine's expensive now. You know, it's all those eggs. Yeah, you, know? it, yeah. <laughs> you can see why that that shit's so good. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so um, myself, um, I 
I got into the business uh, because plain and simple, a friend of mine in my hometown of St. Helena, California, yeah. told me about the, of the winery that was become more busy. Um, and that was my foot in the door. Even though I had my family in the wine industry, mm-hmm. uh, I started in Napa Valley at Pine Ridge Winery. And, and that is, yeah, they're in an area called Stag's Leap District, which yeah. is just outside of the city of Napa. And that is my connection to where I'm at right now in Oregon, because Pine Ridge Winery mm-hmm. founded a winery called Archery Summit that's in Dundee, Oregon. And I first got to visit out here in Oregon in 1999, man, when I was 21. And I, lo- I loved it. It reminded me of Mendocino County. A lot more land spread out, you know, and so um, my wife and myself, we made the move in 2016 out here. Um, I really had in the back burner uh, to really start a brand, but we first had a, the reason we moved out to Oregon is just, I'm 45 now, but I think our goal at the time of age and not having kids was to actually become first homeowners, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, And that was an option in Oregon because Bay Area pricing and, and in California in general is just way too expensive. And so we were really blessed that, um, you know, it's been going good out here in Oregon, man. I got to mm-hmm. tell you, you know, we became homeowners in November of 2017. Uh, my wines came out in the summer of 2019. And and then from there, man, like Rick Ross says, man, every day I'm hustling, man. I'm pushing the wine as much as I can. Yeah, there's a different gear when you own the business, right? You're like, I, I not only need to make the sell, but yeah. yeah, yeah, you can't live without this product for sure. Uh, yeah. And I get you with home prices, you know, you got a lot of, I know a few people that moved out to Oregon and you fall in yeah. love right away when you're like, wait, I don't have to pump my own gas. Yeah, there you go. Oh, come on. You come back. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pay like the hobo guy at 76 <laughs> but uh yeah okay so out there you know you you went out there uh and where was the first place you started working to produce your wines uh the first place was in a custom crush facility in mcminnville uh the the homeboy uh at bijo hamana sayama todd hamana mm-hmm. he actually happened to be the very first seller master at archery summit in the late 90s so imagine our our lineage to the late 90s where he worked for this oregon winery in the late 90s Mm -hmm. the same the same oregon winery that was founded by my first winery job in napa valley talk about a small world it's a very small world man yeah Yeah. and i started with yeah i started with a white wine a dry white wine called bionier yeah a a dessert wine i call postre lujoso Mm. and then a rosé so this rosé has been around, huh? And you know, I was going to uh, save as, that for, for later. Yeah, but, not, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not as like what the shirt says, not as Yes Way Rosé. That just came uh-huh. about. Uh, well, we're going to connect and send you some. Um, yeah. But back Appreciate then, it was, it. I still gave it the, the Spanish flair. It was called Rosado. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. And, and, you know, more questions, you know, I, I ordered from you because I was, you know, I think like a lot of people, you know, that are – so I, I came from like the beer world, right? Um, but but once you start experimenting with beer, then you're also like looking at quality spirits. You're also looking at quality wine, and and then you also like beer. Uh, you not only want to shop local, but you want to shop from people that that look like you that share a, a you know a common experience. 
And, and I, I think I, I found you through, you know, um, what's Andrew Mack, right? So it was like Andrew Mack. And then there's like Hispanics, Latinos and wine or something. And then like finally got to you. And then the other homeboy, uh, Surco's wine, right? Uh, who I also ordered from. And man, oh, I, could not, I could not be happier with what I got. Like, yeah, you guys are, I, you know, I've been drinking wine for since I was 18, which I shouldn't say. But <laughs> and, and, and from like winemakers, you know, like uh, yeah. me and my me and my buddy uh, Jeebus, we we've gone up to the Central Coast since since, you know, for decades now. And, uh, and yeah, hey man, as long as, as long as I don't take your fake idea away, you're fine. No, <laughs> no, no, for sure. It's long gone now, you know, 35. Yeah. Long gone now. But, you know, to, to have tried your wine and, and it was, it just blew me away, man. The stuff you're, the stuff you're creating. I, I was, I was really like surprised by this ice wine and, and I was going to save yeah, that, that for later, but I, why not? Like it's dude, what's up? What's, what's up with this is, ice wine? That is the postre lujoso. Yeah. And so I have a story for you about that. Uh-huh. Uh, my family began to share wine with me when I was in high school mm-hmm. and, and very small in moderation, you know. Right, right. And they would tell me like, okay, you know, here's a Sauvignon Blanc, pair, pair, pair this with ceviche. Here's, oh, a yeah. Cabernet, here's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Let's have it with a taco de carne asada. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, homie. You can have... You can have red wine with Mexican food. Just don't add the spice. So sure. if you're having a taco de carne asada, yeah. just, add, just add the grilled vegetables and the cebollitas, uh-huh. the grilled onions. Don't, don't add jalapenos or salsa because the acid in the salsa or the jalapeno is going to trigger the acid on the red wine. Mm-hmm. And especially for folks that are sensitive to heartburn, that is not going to be good. So the, that's the tip I give to Latino cuisine lovers. You can have, for the spicy food, have champagne or white wine. The acid, the acid on the champagne, on the bubbles, or a white wine like a Riesling, or mm-hmm. like my postre my lujoso that you had, it's basically like an adult pear juice, pear cider, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... um. And here's the story on the Postre Lujoso. Um, I had ants, may they rest in peace, that enjoyed dessert wines in Napa. And they all came in small little half bottles. Yeah. You know, and they were really expensive. And that's how the term, my ants would be like, what? How much did, they, how much did that freaking bottle cost? Yeah. And they're like, man, that's a Postre Lujoso. <laughs> you know, which, which, it means either, which means either luxurious dessert, uh-huh. or in that case, it meant... Fancy dessert or pricey dessert? Pricey dessert, man. That's my postre lojoso. Yeah, yeah, it's Riesling, Pinot Gris, and Gewürztraminer, my friend. Oh, nice. So that Gewürz, yeah. huh? Yeah, Gewürztraminer, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna come out with a a sparkling Gewürztraminer myself. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, stuff always in the pocket, ready to come oh, out. Yeah. I, I love it, man. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything else you make is great too. But the the rosé seems like it's something that you're pushing you're pushing right at the forefront, right? That's, that's, that's what I'm seeing. And, and, and now you're coming out with it in cans. Now, uh, yeah. Was... And then for your listeners, now it's time to promote my Instagram, please follow. <laughs> yes. Way Rose, but I made it instead of W a Y we're going to go R O S G U E Y like mm-hmm. pinche way. Yeah. 
<laughs> and Rosé. Yes, way Rosé, everybody. Follow that on Instagram, please. Yeah. It's going to be a bunch of wine memes. It's going to be some musica incorporated with reels. All it's right. going to be people. It's going to be people sharing the photos that have purchased my shirt. Right. Yeah. Hey, and I, so. I'm not, I don't know what happens, but you wear the shirt, you drink the wine, it tastes, it, it, it adds, you know, it's like a, it's a great pairing for hey sure. Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a good deal on the wine that you're going to buy <laughs> next, but, um, we'll coordinate your sizing and I'm going to send you the shirt for free. Oh man. See, you, yeah. you heard it here guys. I, he's on because he's bribing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the one thing, um, uh, how you mentioned also, um, a big shout out to my friends at Hispanics and wine. Yeah, they're yeah. they're a nonprofit in Washington D.C., and they are def- definitely amplifying the voices of us and mm-hmm. like and like the homie Louis Gallegos. Everybody, yeah. if you can look up Surcos, Surcos, L- Louis Louis Gallegos, like myself, man. Yeah. We Louis and myself are the same story. We actually have a a daytime job, my friend. Yeah. We actually work for a winery, and then they give us freedom to operate our own brand on our own time so like man my only day off with my wife is mondays except for harvest time but i gotta thank you and whoever else has bought wine from the small guys like us because let me make this very clear with the cost of goods going up it is more important than ever to reach out even even if you skip out on the e-commerce Mm-hmm. Even if you skip out on their website, e-commerce, because I'm going to tell you, a lot of a lot of those e-commerce that go through websites, they also get a commission. Mm-hmm. The best thing that one can do is reach out to the Latino minor, or the minority BIPOC brands, reach out to them by their direct email, social media, or plain and simple, the old-fashioned way, call them. <laughs> because when, because when, you, when you avoid the shopping cart mm-hmm. or when you avoid because then then you're paying the shopping cart company that that does that and then then they're also getting dinged on the credit card interest right no, so yeah. but going back to the small companies it is really important to support independently owned companies because with us being small companies everything costs more when we place our minimum orders of ordering glass for the wine, mm-hmm. labels, corks, screw caps, grape contracts, etc., everything costs more for us because we're ordering in small quantities mm-hmm. versus all the really large com- conglomerate companies. I don't want to. I don't want to throw names out there. Oh, Stella but- Rosa. We're talking about Stella Rosa. Like we're talking about juice <laughs> that, that there, has no there love. There you go, man. You know, heart. yeah. And the big companies in California, they they order so much by volume, where of course they're going to get a price break on glass and labels and corks, etc. So right. thank you, and thank thank to everybody that listens to this that has bought wine for me in your area. Uh, I cannot thank you enough for ordering directly. Yeah, man. Well, you know, like I said, it's it's one of those things where you look to, to seek out people that reflect uh, reflect an image of yourself and that are also yeah. producing really good stuff. I mean, Surco's uh, wine, his uh, Tem- Tempranillo. Oh, my God, yes. man. It was delicious, man. Dare I say, yeah. so darn delicious. So 
Um, and, and you, you, you blew, like, I don't, I don't drink like sweet wines, you know? So that, you know, postre, that postre freaking, Lujo. yeah. The Lujoso, yeah. Dude, it, yeah. Yeah. I owe it to myself again. That, you know, that one is, that one is sold out, but you're going to have a more variety of wine, but I'll, I also make a Tempranillo. Oh, dude, there we go. Yeah. So, tem- you know, Tempranillo, exactly. Tempranillo thrives in warm areas like California, Spain, Texas. But mine is a cool climate, Tempranillo. So it's going to be of a style more of a Pinot Noir. Mm, which is yeah, a fam, yeah, a family favorite here at the home. That's usually what we drink. You I'll know, make sure to could, send a bottle of that for you. <laughs> the more we could blur the lines, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah throw the Psalms off. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, what you know, when it comes to the rosé and cans, what was, what was the, the move there? Uh, like you said, you know. <laughs> The move there is myself being a small company, and again, with the cost of glass going up, mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, for wines that are a more economical price point, like, like my Vino Blanco, my Pinot Gris blend, yeah. and my, and my Rosé, um, it's beneficial to actually go into can because the cost of production is lower, plain and simple. And it's also, and it's also su- sustainable. You're staying away from glass, and you're going into this beautiful can, mm-hmm. which uh, here I'll, I'll hold one up for you. Here, here we go. You know, there it's a it's a 250 ml, so it's one third of a bottle. Wow. So, so if you usually uh, slap back a bottle by yourself, make sure to order a four pack, okay? Because <laughs> hey, I, I don't think one, I don't think <laughs> one can is gonna give you a light buzz at all, man. No, uh, I feel like you know me. You know, I feel like you're talking to my soul. <laughs> Uh, and, and most people that drink rosé, right? On a, on a hey, good, right? yeah, a good warm day. You know, we're finally getting good weather down here in SoCal. I, I you oh. know, I'd love to see it in more places. So, oh, good man. Yeah, you know, man. So, where do you see you know uh, the the company going? Where do you see Parwine just uh, creating a more uh, just a, a bigger network of distribution, yes. direct to consumer, or just everything? Right? Uh, yeah. So, um. I, I am very lucky that uh, the county that I live, um, that's part of Salem as well. Salem is very pro-business and especially helping startup companies and Latino-owned businesses. Uh, I do have a meeting with a distributor here in Oregon in two weeks. But before, before, I, ex- before I expand on production in order to pursue um, a distributor in California which California is very competitive because there's so much wine in California. Mm-hmm. My, my next goal, honestly, man, is to get a brick and mortar where I can have a little tiny tasting room in the front. Yeah. But the big focus is the production. back area, the production side, because right now my biggest cost on my business is what I'm paying to be at a custom crush facility. Yeah. And so for myself, why pay to be at a custom crush facility? where I can get a little space and work on it and, and start from there with other, um, I'm actually helping some Latino vineyard workers start out their own brand. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, the, the big, the big factor in this industry, man, is also going to be labor in the future. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of labor, there's been a lot of labor loss in the, in the ag field because you know, a lot of, a lot of families that have come in from Central America or Mexico, they are very gifted in agriculture. But once their kids grow up here and are educated, yeah. um, 
and sometimes agriculture is not really their cup of tea for the kids, you know? Mm -hmm. the, the kids realize how hard their parents had it, and the kids realize how lucky they are to actually, you know, to be in this great nation of ours and and realize all the backbreaking work that their parents did for them to be street smarts and realize we're like, wow, you know, we have an option to go to school and do something else. Yeah, I get that. It's a good sign yeah. of it, right? And yeah, totally. Yeah, well, one of the things that I wanted to bring up because there's a there's a book by by uh, Dr. Mario Cifuentes that's it's of of, of um, what is it? A force in fields. That's what it's called. Just the um, okay. the immigration pattern. A lot of people believe, right? The Brasero program was mostly geared right to to the fields, like yeah. Uh, but but a lot of it went up to like uh, to Washington and Oregon, and big time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, um, I, I could see, right. Just generations have passed. And, and this feels like the, the distillation of generations that have created you, you know, you're like, I still have a fondness for not just the agricultural work, but then products like wine. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I gravitated to your stories so much. Cause it's, uh, yeah, it's just fascinating, man. Like, uh, you're, you're actually doing it. And like you said, you know, homeboy at circles is doing the same thing, you know? Yeah, and you know, and there's a Great. lot more brand, and there's a lot more brands in California, and there's uh, many brands coming up in Napa right now that are in my age range. You know, I'm 45, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm seeing left and right. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, I I know this guy, and when I go back, I hear that some of them have started brands, and I'm like, I wish I wish them luck, man, because they're in a place where again, it's really expensive, right. It's right. really expensive, and just like any business, away even away from wine, man, you the 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 reason you will stay in business is you got to move your product, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, plain and simple. I get that. I mean, you're yeah. seeing in California though, Lodi, uh, places like that dropping the price for you know even quality stuff in Napa. And hey, oh, dare I say, yeah, yeah. we get a lot yeah. of Oregon. We get a lot of Oregon and Washington wine down here in California, which is. Which is real funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you see all the big companies though out there, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Definitely. I, I don't, I, I, can't, I don't know of a single Latino-owned brand of Oregon that's distributed in California right now. Oh man, well, yeah, I believe, I believe it'll be yours. <laughs> yours no, soon. you know, hopefully, the again, the, the, yeah, my main focus is first getting the brick and mortar because again, if I can have that cost away from my overhead of the business, Definitely. into a brick and mortar. Then I can focus on expanding the business just by actually going to a bank for a loan versus getting partners involved, you know? Right. Yeah, but right now I'm, I'm a one-person show, man. Everything with either it's uh, my other handle, by the way. It's uh, everybody for your, uh, for your podcast listeners, Barra Wineco, P-A-R-R-A, Wineco. Barra Wineco is my main handle. Yeah. And dare I say, you're super quick to respond. So if anybody ever needs anything, you know, you're, you're but a click away. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think on that note, we'll, we'll if, if you have anything else to share, uh, you know, some of these are, are fairly quick. I just wanted to get more information from you. Uh, and, and we'll shout out all your all your social media handles so people can get in contact with you in order for me directly. But no, yeah, thank man. you. Th th thank you so much. Uh, again, the main, the main thing right now, and it's actually the perfect time to ship to California, everybody listening, because mm -hmm. right now the weather, the weather is moderate. It's not so hot. 
So yeah. the uh, you know yeah, I, yeah. I was I was gonna ask you that. So I ordered yeah. from you, and then there was like a weather hold or something. I think it, it, it exactly. was too, too so, cold yeah. or too so, hot or so something. It's, it was too warm. Yeah, and yeah. then they shipped it to you like later, and when it um, when yeah. when the heat tamed down in California. So gotcha. for anybody listening, either on my Yes Way Rosé handle or the Parra Wineco on the DM, the main thing I need is a zip code to provide you uh, pricing on shipping and an email. And um, I am, again, very responsive in, on the Instagram, man. Definitely. Like, yeah, you know, like if you find me, if I get that DM, man, and I'm in the middle of something, man. Oh yeah, you know, I'll I'll get out of the shower with soap all over me. Tell <laughs> you, man. Yeah, yeah. You, dude. If you were a surgeon on the side, you know, we're like, all right, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. All right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah. take this. This child can wait to, uh, you know, to this lady in labor can wait, man. I gotta go respond to this email. Like, I, I just got their zip code. Okay, I could check the weather now. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's that's dedication, no, but, you know, and that's, no, that's um, wonderful, man. Yeah, you know, nothing else to add, man. I think I just made it pretty clear again uh, for folks looking to support brands again, e- email them directly or even through Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not not to knock not to knock away on e-commerce, man. But right. again, a lot of these e- the e-commerce companies keep a chunk, and then there's a chunk taken away in the credit card. So again, everybody, the best thing you can do is like in my era, I'm not. For my age range, I'm not shy to pick up the phone and call your ass. and uh, Or for folks that actually have a time to send out an email. Yeah. Or for the ones that want the quick respond, again, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So, Well, yeah, like you take courier pigeon, you, you take telegrams, and, uh, you know, send me a, write me a letter, you know. Hey, man, it, you know, send, uh, load up the letters on that burro, man, and send them up north, man. <laughs> a ver cuando llega. Exactly. Yeah, that's true, man. Well, dude, thank you for jumping on. Um, yeah, it's it's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to taste the wine and, and, and continue talking about it on this podcast. Appreciate your time, dude. No, man, thank you so much for this, and uh, I'm really looking forward to, to hear from some wine-loving Latinos out in L.A. Oh, dude, you'll get them. You'll get them. Uh, I'll, I'll connect Orale. you to the rest. Just like Another the person. shrimp says, man. Orale way. <laughs> That's the sick name, man. Perfect name. Perfect name for one. I love it. <laughs> oh, All right. Man. Well, Sam, thank you. Have a good rest of your day. And, uh, no, and, man. and yeah. Thank we'll, you so we'll much for your time. Soon, man. Cheers. Adios. Brother. See ya. Cheers. <laughs>